Welcome to episode six of Armchair Donkeys. We've got a special guest this week. Uh, Joey Johnson was a teammate of ours at Colorado between 99 and 02. He was an absolute ball hawk on defense with interceptions against number one ranked Nebraska and number three ranked Texas in back-to-back games during our Big 12 championship run. About as pure as they come at the linebacker position, Joey tipped the scales at 205 pounds with 10 pounds of fishing weights in his girdle. Thanks for joining us today, Joe. Um, how have the betting lines been treating you this season? Uh, not bad. I mean, I haven't been going crazy. I won a couple parlays that I've just slowly been giving back over the past couple <laughs> weeks. Usually just touch a couple games here and there. Try not to uh, bet with my heart and get emotional. I get big brother. He says what's up too to both of you guys. So love it. Uh, he wants he wants to get a guest spot in here. Uh, he's doing pretty well. He just hit a, a three teamer with the Astros, the Cowboys money line, and the under the other day. So he's pretty fired up about it. Um, nice. But yeah, man. Yeah. We'll have to get him on. Bob, you know, we were pretty disciplined last week. Uh, we both hit our college locks. Yours didn't look so good out the gate. But Mel and the Spartans rallied from down 17 to pull out an incredible win over the Wolverines and extend your college winning streak to three games in a row. It doesn't matter how it starts, Bo. It only depends on how it finishes. And uh, a little secret, a little teaser, I'm rolling with them again this weekend. Uh, and, and that's uh, that's we're going there next. Midnight, going midnight, there next. midnight Mel. He doesn't have many games left at Michigan State. All right, so so tell tell us about it. Tell us about it. Michigan State is a three-point favorite on the road at Purdue, and um, you just – you like them because – I think Michigan State is really damn good, and I think their running back is the front runner for the Heisman right now. Um, I mean, he's a heck of a football player. I think he transferred in from Wake Forest. Um, But, I mean, he played – I mean, you you play against your arch rival. You play against – you know, the, probably the biggest stage he's been on. He's had the best, he had the best game of his life last weekend. Um, Five I know touchdowns. Going, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know they're going on the road, but it's not like playing in West Lafayette at Purdue is like, you know, a tough place to go into and, and play. It might be tough to get excited about, but they, they I mean, they, winning that game against Michigan and staying undefeated. And, and now they're in the talk to be, you know, one of those final four teams, if they can keep winning, like every game becomes far more important. So I think they're only giving up three. Is it, is it, yeah. is it, I think it stayed there. So, um, yeah, I'm going the Spartans again, back-to-back locks. And, and you didn't even get a chance to actually watch that game last weekend because you were on the sideline in Oregon. Yeah, you know what? We got to watch probably the first half. We had it on up in the booth while we were doing the pregame. Um, but, yeah, I was on my phone checking it, and uh, Coach Barnett was in my ear on each break letting me know what was going on, uh, giving me updates on the score. I love it. Um, well, I got one step closer to that Mountain West crown uh, as Utah State absolutely pummeled Hawaii and Logan on Saturday en route to a 20-point victory. And with that, I'm going to jump right back into the Mountain West Conference this weekend. Uh, the UNLV running Rebels are 0-8 this season, and they're headed to Albuquerque to take on the 3-5 and New Mexico Lobos. UNLV is a two-point dog in this football game. They've had some tough losses this year in close games to good football teams in Fresno State, San Jose State, Utah State, the University of Texas at San Antonio, Joe, who's undefeated, I believe. 
The Roadrunners, um, let's go. Roadrunners. The Roadrunners. Uh, I didn't even, I didn't even know they were Division One A until my dad's like, you guys should talk about the Roadrunners. They're on fire. Is who's that, the coach there? I have no idea. But didn't Colvin transfer there? Did Zach transfer to, to UTSA? No, no. Uh, so we were both going to transfer, but it was Southwest Texas, which is now Texas State. Okay. Bobcats, gotcha. right? Yeah, the Bobcats. San Marcos. Yeah, that's right. Beautiful place. Gotcha. Well, UNLV um, didn't was kind of doing the quarterback shuffle the first couple games of the year. They've found a quarterback the last two games in Cameron Friel from St. Louis uh, in Hawaii, the same school that produced Tua Tagovailoa. Now, Friel did have uh, two interceptions for touchdowns last weekend, uh, but that was against Nevada, who's a tough team in his second career start. I think he learns from those two mistakes. And, you know, he showed me some good stuff against San Jose State two weeks ago. I'm going to throw the lock at this one. New Mexico's three ones are against New Mexico. Three wins are against New Mexico State, Houston Baptist, uh, and a 14-3 barn burner in Wyoming where they um, won the turnover battle. They were plus two of the turnover margin. I'm hammering UNLV plus two on Saturday. I think they're going to get their first win in Albuquerque this weekend. Um, I'm going to guess yeah. the – that neither of you guys have anything to say about these teams. <laughs> All I know is I think you bet on UNLV before uh, this year. Uh, I did. I give Johnson a little backstory here. Bo's just been pounding the Mountain West. He just has like just the most useless information yeah. about, about Mountain West football. Yeah, so I've, I've watched a couple episodes and listened to his ass, and I actually was on CSU like two weeks ago. I'm like, what am I doing, dude? You know, I will say – But we won, Houston, though, didn't we? I can't remember it. Since you said Houston Baptist, isn't said the wide receivers coach at Houston Baptist? I, I think he might be the wide receiver coach there. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, that's – uh, Not that it has anything to do with your – Well, chasing, you know – Chasing you and LV's – first victory of the season they're gonna they're gonna win by two touchdowns on saturday right. i yeah. think they're gonna win by two touchdowns so right. anyways let's move on joey is doing what all of us has said we were not gonna do for the last five weeks but being that it's your first go around joe we're gonna give you a pass on this one so take us back to boulder where our buffs are 10 and a half point home dogs against oregon state so, yeah, I initially liked it um, a little bit with my heart. Uh, here's kind of why I'm on this, all right? My niece just started her first semester at Oregon State. So I've watched every game of them, man. And early on, they were a really good football team. And they could run the ball. Their defense was flying around. They had Neuer in there for, like, the first week, transfer from CU. They put in this other kid, man, and he was just – a world beater. Well, lately they've fallen off, man. They can't stop anybody. They had a big letdown against Cal, which I thought was a lock. Um, and they just look like a different team. Meanwhile, I think you got Colorado playing with a little bit of pride. I saw, you know, Brendan Rice come into the locker room and have that big quote straight from his dad. You got to believe like, hey, when somebody, everybody's too nice around here, you know, when somebody messes up, they need to be held accountable. So I thought that was cool. You had the um, Brendan Lewis throw for three touchdowns and, and kind of put something together. So here's I'm – I'm not touching the spread, but I'm going to go with the over. I think that's my lock of the week. I don't, I don't think either defense – when I, I thought Nate Landman was going to play as well, 
And if they could stop that run, I think they're covering. But I think he's that good of a, of a linebacker and a player and a difference maker that without him being there, and I don't blame him. I mean, I'm pretty sure he can play. Something going on with his shoulder. But even Darrell came out and said, you know, he's thinking about his future. He's a butt kiss guy. He's got he's going to go, I think, maybe first day, maybe not. Um, but he's out. So I don't think anybody's going to stop anybody. The over is 50, or 54. So I'm going to run with the over. I'm not going to touch the, the spread. Yeah. You know, hey, let me I'll add this. You know, the last two weeks um, on the road with the bus, um, we were in Berkeley two weeks ago. And Cal is a hell of a lot better than what their record is says they're, they're a pretty good football team. Um, I mean, I think their first five losses were within all a combined like 24 points or something like that. Um, and now they've, they've won a couple games in a row. And to talk about the buffs last week in, in Eugene, you know, our, our, the buffs weakest part this whole year, the offensive line, we, we couldn't block anybody. And, and you put that Oregon defense with Thibodeau and they have two other guys, their other end and their middle linebacker Sewell is a, freak but i mean they they contain those guys pretty well and um so you know they gave brennan lewis some time and he finally made some some reads and got through his progression and made good throws but i mean brennan rice is a stud i mean that kid is i mean he's a he's a big dude i mean he's put together he's fast you see him return kicks um if they could find the way find a way to just get him the ball as many times as possible, whether it's, you know, just standing up and throwing screens to him, whatever it is. I mean, that's what they got to do. And I think I, I, I like Joey's bet. I mean, I, I, I try not to touch the bus very often, but you know, like I, I, I'm not even scared of the, the spread on this one. I think 10 and a half is a lot at home. You're right. I don't think Lamont's going to play the rest of the year. Um, it's a, it's a labrum thing, but you know, I think he's thinking, like you said, I mean, he's a first day guy, so I don't think he's gonna risk that. Um, you know, to win three games his senior year, whatever we may end up with. Yeah. And so it's even it's even moved to 11 just today. I, I can see it maybe going to 12 and, and just – Yeah. You know, but it's – it's it's Offensive line can protect, though they, they can score points. But they're so – they're schizophrenic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like from one week to the next, you don't know who the hell is going to show up. I mean, I'd love we to got, see us get a win. Little little Chenault coming back this week too. Maybe he was supposed to play last week and he didn't get on the plane. Not, I mean, not like not by his choice. Okay, it's not like he missed the flight or anything. But whatever, something happened during the week that um, he didn't make the trip. But hey, you know what? There's still there's a chance they're bowl eligible. Can they win four games in a row? Let's go. Who do we got? Washington. Used, no, we're not going to be. We're not going to win in Pasadena. I, yeah, I don't or, think. Or Oregon State, UCLA. Washington, uh, Washington, and at Utah, that's going to be tough too. Yeah, I, I don't know where the points are going to come from to cover that over, but I didn't watch the second half of the Oregon game last week. So if if maybe they got some things together, they they looked like they had some things together against Arizona. So hopefully we can um, show up on offense, and <laughs> I'd love to see us get a win. But real, anyways, real real quick, the, the Oregon put their twos in, and we put some points on the board. And they were like, that's enough of that shit. And they put their ones in and it got 
corrected. Yeah, I was, I was it got, about that. It, it got corrected. <laughs> it got corrected real fast once they put their ones back in the game. So I mean, Oregon State might put 50, uh, a forty banger on them. Uh, yeah, and, without landing, they only need right they only need two touchdowns. <laughs> they, they would need fifteen. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take it to the NFL, Bob. Um, you've got the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Minus one, a one-point favorite in San Francisco against the 49ers. The over-under in this game is 45 and a half. So I, uh, I jumped on this early this week uh, when it was a pick em. I think maybe uh, two, yesterday, when it first, early in the week, it was a pick em. And so um, I, I, I jumped on the Cardinals. I still, you know, whatever, they got a loss. Great, it's out of the way. Um, but they're still a solid team. I'm still not overly sold on the 49ers um, with Garoppolo at quarterback. And I just think that the Cardinals defense is too good. And, and the, the firepower they have on offense, I think they'll, they'll come back and react and, and respond well after, you know, a rough week. So I got it at a pick em. I'm, I mean, I would take it at minus one too, but um, I really like the Cardinals this weekend. Yeah. I, I, Kyler's my fantasy quarterback. He looked, um, to have a tough time spinning it last week. And he had, he had tape on his pinky finger. Um, I mean, he's had 10 days to recover. Or he will have had 10 days to recover. Have you ever tried to throw a ball with tape on your pinky finger, even if, you, or with a glove even? I mean, is that how, how much are you using that finger when you're throwing it? Not much really. I mean, you know, you think when you release a football, it goes from the pinky finger to your index finger, your index finger is the last one off. So, I don't really know what that was for. I, I don't think it had anything to do with, you know, helping him grip the ball or throw it. So I, I, have, I have no clue. I don't, I don't think tape on a pinky finger would get in the way of you spinning it. Gotcha. All right. Well, I, I agree with you. I think Arizona bounces uh, back this week. All right, guys, I'm going to give you a three for one breakdown this week in the NFL. Uh, I did some research on Thursday night. Sunday night and Monday night games this season underdogs in prime time are 17 and seven against the spread through the first week, eight weeks of the season. And the last three weeks, the underdog is eight and one against the spread in prime time in games where the spread is four points or more. And the game does not involve the Texans or the lions. The underdogs are 11 and one against the spread. So typically, I would I would I would throw the Jets into the stay away category, but I think uh, I think the Jets might have found something at QB last weekend, and for all these reasons, I'm taking the Jets plus ten and a half at the Colts on Thursday night. I'm taking the Derek Henryless Titans plus seven and a half at SoFi against the Rams on Sunday night, and I'm taking the Chicago Bears plus six and a half on Monday night. In Pittsburgh, I'm I'm looking for some flags in these games to keep them close and give the NFL a chance for a couple more spectacular primetime finishes. Any thoughts, guys? You're getting you're getting deep into the stats right now. That's some that's some solid research. The thing that the uh, the Jets Colts game on Thursday night, I, I I don't think the over is a bad play there either. I think it's only at like 46 or something like that, unless it's unless it's moved, but. Um, yeah, I think they'll. I think with the Colts' offense and, and and the Jets, kind of what they found last week, I think there's a good chance that that you know that's not a bad play either. Taking it over in that game. That Colt, the Colts have a linebacker that, um, like he's really good at, at punching that ball out of there. Do you guys? Yeah, know which that's guy my guy, Darius Leonard. 
He's probably my favorite player in the league, man. Um, and I love that Colts defense. They just lost their safety. There's another ball hawk turnover machine. Blew out his Achilles. Um, but, yeah, I've been rolling with them in fantasy. I, I'm i going to go the other way on that one. It's one of, the, one of my NFL locks. I don't touch too many of them. But just because Carson Wentz has been playing well, he can't help himself last week. And I watched him with Philly for so long just make those bonehead errors. I think they rein him back in pound the ball you got a week's tape of this white kid you know that they're gonna figure out and i think they're just too big up front and they're just gonna run it down their throats i agree with everything you're saying joe the only reason why i'm going the other way is because of the fact that dogs have been covering in prime time and that's that's it really yeah but i i think the colts are a really good football team i think they're a lot better than their three and five record uh, shows. Bob, take us to the Superdome. The Saints are a six-point favorite at home against the Atlanta Falcons. The over/under in this game is forty-two. Yeah, you know, with the with the injury to to Jameis Winston, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't think their offense is going to be as strong as it was. You know, even though Taysom Hill can do some things, and you know, but when he's the guy all the time, I think that's that's a tough sell for me. Um, I think Atlanta is still good on offense with Matt Ryan. They got some weapons out there. Um, I just think, I, I guess I'm just doubting what new Orleans is going to be able to do with the, with the injury to, to, to Jameis and, you know, six and a half, I think this will be a close game. So I'm, I'm leaning towards the Falcons and taking those points on the road. Joey, any thoughts on the game? Uh, I'm rolling with Matt Ryan in my fantasy league. Uh, you know, they he can fling the ball around. They they abandon the running game, and when he's connected and has some time, and you know, I'm I'm curious to see what is it, is it Russell Gage, uh, Gage taking over as the number one receiver with Calvin Ridley taking a break for his mental health, which was you know kind of out of left field, but good for him. And you got to do what you got to do. So Kyle Pitts is a beast, and they're starting to get a little rapport there. So. I like Atlanta's offense. I um I'm curious as to whether or not the Saints offense can't be better um with uh Taysom Hill at quarterback. I'm curious to see what that kid can do for a full game. Uh you might, yeah, you know, my only doubts are is I guess he, he hasn't really proven that he can and it's, I'm not saying he's not capable of doing it. We just haven't seen him take every snap and drop back and not be in some sort of gimmicky, you know, formation, wildcat type of thing. Not that they're not going to do that, but, you know, there's times in the NFL where it's second and long and it's third and long, and you can't have guys run in different directions and protect long enough. So that's just where I'm leaning towards. We just haven't seen him do it. So maybe he proves me wrong. Maybe he doesn't. But I I also got to see it first. I also really like the Saints defense. I think that they yeah, they're looked, strong. Yeah. They've looked great the last two weeks. I just picked them up. I've got a bye with Tampa Bay this week, and so I picked them up as my defensive team this week. Uh, and I'm not that scared of, of of your quarterback, Matt Ryan, Joe. Yeah. You know what? We play point per completion, so he's usually gets some garbage time in the second half and, and throws it around the yard. So, yeah. They, they, they only got to lose by six. 
<laughs> All right, Joey, let's go to Philly, where the Chargers are a one-and-a-half-point favorite against the Philadelphia Eagles. The over-under in this game is 50 points. Let's go, Birds. So I, I had hey, hey is, is Johnson on his like uh, national commitment day right now? All the hats in front of I'm, I'm doing my Lee Corso. <laughs> Not so fast. <laughs> so I had it at two and a half earlier today, and I was gonna nudge it up to three. I I think they could outright win it, but I'm an Eagles fan, and I've got serious issues. The coaching staff is been the hardest thing to watch they have been as a team have been the hardest team to watch that i can remember in football i mean i'm not getting too over ant because it was the lions last week but miles sanders going down they activated jordan howard they pounded the ball 250 yards they've got a big offensive line for the first six weeks man they've been jalen hurts has been running around with his head cut off those linemen have been pass protecting and on their heels, and just it, it's a terrible way to play for a new kid in a new system. Uh, the defense plays this bend, don't break, give you everything. They don't take any chances. It's been brutal. Last week, you know, I hope it continues. If it continues this week and they come out and they run the ball, they do some play action, they give him a little bit of a system instead of me and my brother were laughing. It felt like when you're down 21 in Madden back in the day and you're trying to throw at every play and, and make a comeback and you're just getting smashed and you're throwing picks, it's like it, that system doesn't work. So we were kind of hoping that they'd get blown out last week and just clear out the whole coaching staff, but they ran the ball. They look like an offense. Uh, the Chargers, I'm, I'm not impressed with, man. They got blown out in Baltimore, had a bye week. And also Bel Belichick, it tends to expose teams, right? So they've got that film last week. Justin Herbert, you know, was through two picks, was not super impressive. They held the ball for like 15 more minutes than they had. They ran it down the throw. Like, follow that game plan. Um, I like them. I like them to maybe win, but to cover the spread for the first time all year. I see the, your heart on your sleeve over there. Uh, <laughs> Bob and I were pretty big on Herbert and the Chargers. They've yeah. just absolutely laid an egg the last two weeks. He's laid an egg, especially. Um, have your thoughts changed on this kid? I mean, well, you know, everybody's not going to have a great week, you know, every every time he goes out there. I still think he's super talented. Um, I don't know. He's just struggled the last two weeks. I think the more important thing on this game that Joey's talking about is you know, for the first, whatever, five or six games of the season, Jalen Hurts was doing everything. I mean, they wouldn't – it's like they didn't even know how to run the football at all. So the fact that they found maybe somewhat of an identity on, on running the ball, that's going to help him. I, I, Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback, but he's not the guy that you want throwing it 50 times a game in the NFL. You need to put some stuff around him. So, I mean, this game – I don't really know where I stand on this game because Justin Herbert could show up and the Chargers could show up and do what they did three or four weeks ago, right? Or they could lay another egg. So this is a tough one for me, but our boy Johnson's betting with his heart, I think, right now. And that, uh, I got you thinking about it. <laughs> hey, no, you, you, hey, man, you brought up a lot of good points. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm uh, – yeah. I don't disagree with you. I just I'm not just, I'm not going to put my money on it. That's all. No, for sure. It's it's a, a hard bet. They could get blown out by forty. And, and you <laughs> know. what time is that game? One o'clock 
Pacific time, so it's an afternoon game, four o'clock. Gotcha. Bo will yeah, be right. Bo, Bo, Bo will be up by then. <laughs> All right, Bob, take us home. Take us home, Bob. We have the Chiefs uh, at home as a seven and a half point favorite against the Aaron Rodgers Packers. The over under in this game is forty eight and a half. So this was another game, guys. When this opened, when Aaron Rodgers wasn't on the COVID list, this was a pick'em game. Uh, there was no. It was so I didn't touch it early, but I wanted to talk about it because. If it would have stayed that way, I had been all over the Packers. Um, but now I'm, I don't know how I feel about it because Jordan Love obviously hasn't proven himself. And the Chiefs, I mean, God, who knows who's going to show up with that team. Um, so I, I think right now, I mean, I, I, I don't, like I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I may not even touch this game anymore. But when we first talked about what we were going to discuss, when this was a pick'em game before the whole Rogers COVID deal, um, you know, it was a no brainer for me to take the Packers, but um, you know, I, there's something about the chiefs just can't figure out offensively what's going on. And the Packers defense is pretty damn solid. So I just don't know if, uh, man, it's tough now because of this, the, the Aaron Rodgers deal. And so I'm not taking us home with anything awesome to say because this has thrown off my whole plan with him. Can we can we getting, talk about the Rona? Can, can we talk about the distraction of uh, Mahomes' brother and oh, his God. and his girlfriend and his mother? It's like everybody that's close to this guy is out there seeking attention on social media, and it's you got to think that hey, you're putting unnecessary pressure. On on the the only reason why anyone's pay, paying attention to anything that you guys are doing, you're putting unnecessary pressure on him, and he's not playing well. Like, shut your mouths and let the kid do what he does. Yeah, it's a complete shit show. This kid, like, I think it was, wasn't it when they were playing Washington? Like, he was doing it like on like the Sean, on Taylor Sean deal Taylor's, when they were on Sean Taylor's logo or, or number on the field. Yeah, just to be like on TikTok. Like, give me a break. Like, keep him off the sideline. Like, why are they even giving him pregame sideline passes? Like, it's you're, it is a distraction. I mean, I don't know. I, I would I would like to think that Patrick Mahomes doesn't care and it doesn't affect how he plays, but it's obviously you know it's become something of a topic of conversation because he's not lighting. Maybe this has been going on for a while and he just isn't lighting it up this year, and so people are bringing attention to it. Yeah, but, yeah, you're probably right. Um. I mean, it's just obnoxious watching it. So, all right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, please give us a follow at Armchair Donkeys to get our, our weekly plays in real time on our Instagram story. And hit that YouTube subscribe button to stay up to date uh, with next week's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. And, Joey, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate the time, brother. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll see. Bo, we'll see you next week. Bobo in a couple weeks, yeah? No, Bob will be out here as well. I'll be, I'll be in L.A. Let's go. See you yeah. then, man. Looking forward to All it. All right. Good All right, guys. See you, fellas. Yeah. Right. See you guys. Bye.